Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Wednesday morning. Hope everybody's had a good night rest and I appreciate y'all getting up early and tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotions. Let's see what we got watching it this morning. We got Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little, Rusty Paws, Terry Eric Webb, Darlene Barker, Jennifer Hunnica, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth the legend that is Miss Mousie. So appreciate you guys for tuning in and uh, getting our day going in the right direction. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Praise the Lord that we get to have the freedom, as I say every morning, to be able to say those pledges. I hope you don't ever take it for granted and uh, that we are able to do that and uh, praise God for it. And, you know, right now things are getting heated up in Canada and uh, they've uh, said that uh, Trudeau has uh, declared martial law. And uh, don't think that uh, we are above and beyond martial law being declared in this country. If if this administration and things are going in the direction they want it to go, it wouldn't surprise me. You declare as martial law, well, they can have unlimited power. They can stay in as long as they want. So let's hope, pray, it don't come to that. But there's always that possibility of something like that happening. Now, I heard a rumor, I don't know if it's true or not, because these truckers were protesting up in Canada. And I think it probably affects the West Coast more so than it does on uh, our side of the nation. But uh, that gas prices or gas in general uh, is going to get uh, uh you know it's going to be hard to get and that's why prices are like are like five or six dollars a gallon in california places because of uh, the supply has been uh, slowed down so don't know if there's any truth to that or not but i hesitate in saying that because if people think there's going to be a shortage then you got people going out there hoarding it and causing a shortage you know and that, that's that's the bad part i remember when was it uh uh, sometime here in last year, I mean, last year, actually, um, people, there was some kind of scare. People were freaking out and hoarding gas, and uh, I had to uh, I had to get gas from my lawnmower. You know, and you've seen all these stories of people hoarding gas, and I got gas in my truck, and I got that jug out, and this guy was looking at me. I said, dude, I got to move my yard. I said, I'm not trying to hoard gas. He started laughing. He said, he goes, oh, it's okay, man. <laughs> so, but uh, that's the sad part, you know, get attacked for hoarding gas. You just got to move your yard. But, uh, you know, it is, uh, I don't know what's going on with this whole deal with Ukraine and Russia. One minute Russia's evading, one minute Russia's uh, sending troops off in trains. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's like it's a lot of back and forth, like they don't know what's going on. Of course, I love how the media's hush-hush about how the treasonous acts of Hillary Clinton, it just uh, blows my mind, uh, the double standard, the liberal privilege that they can say and do whatever they want without consequence. And uh, if, uh, if the shoe was on the other foot and it was a conservative, it would be, oh my gosh, you couldn't imagine, well, you, I'm sure you could imagine how bad it would actually be. So, 
Good morning, Carolyn Kelly, Mike Kisley, Donna Taylor. Appreciate you wonderful people for tuning in this morning. All right, friends, let's look at our verse of discussion this morning. I've flecked my gums enough with politics. Let's see what we got here. We got 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. All right. You know, this don't think goes without saying. Uh, every one of us are tempted. Every one of us has areas that we are weak in. Every one of us has, you know, uh, areas the devil knows where to shoot a fiery dart and bring us to our knees. I mean, it just uh, without fail. You know, that's one thing when it comes to being a Christian. And at no point does uh, God's word ever say that uh, the trials will be lessened or that you will uh, won't have to endure as much hardships once you become saved. In fact, the opposite is. Uh, the Bible doesn't hide it uh, in any way, shape, form, or fashion that you're probably going to endure even more trials and tribulations and problems after you get saved because the devil don't like that you're trying to get closer to the Lord. So it's not that you're exempt uh, from those trials. It's not that you're exempt from those temptations, but God gives you the ability to endure it and to persevere it. And if you look for a way out, God will find a way to provide that. Now, the bad thing is sometimes our... Uh, when we are tempted, our desire to fulfill that temptation sometimes overrides our desire to do what's right and good. And uh, that's, that's the part that makes it very difficult as a Christian. You want to do right. You want to do what's honoring in God's eyes. You want to do what's pleasing for the Lord. And then when you mess up, it's so easy to heap on condemnation and be brought under conviction, which is really going to be the main focal point of my message this coming Sunday in regards to uh, conviction and condemnation. But it's easy to, to have that, and there's a distinct difference, but I'm not, I'll get into that on Sunday, and I'll get into that today. But the fact that we need to look at this morning is that uh, wherever one of us are tempted, and we need to be praying for the Lord to help us find that way of escape. Now, you know, it, it is difficult, okay, for those, say, if you're fighting an addiction. That's why it's important that you get the proper counseling and help that you need uh, when uh, dealing with an addictive behavior. Yeah, sometimes it may be a lifelong process. You know, there's, there's, you know, you have 30-day programs, 60-day programs, 90-day programs, and that's well and good. But you need uh, additional counseling on top of that. It's not, you know, very, you know, every now and then you hear people that um, once they got saved the Lord removed that desire altogether, man, that's, that's awesome, you know, uh, that they could do that, uh, or not they could do it, but the Lord was able to do that in their lives. But then there's other people, after they got saved, that temptation is still there, that addiction is still there, and they have to have additional resources and help to fight and overcome that. Now, as, you know, for those that may not have a drug addiction or alcohol addiction, you know, you may have a problem with viewing images on the internet you shouldn't be looking at or watching movies you shouldn't be watching or, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's your temper, depression. Uh, you know, there's a whole list of areas that every one of us have to fight and deal with a battle. And that's why, you know, if you have a problem with uh, viewing images you shouldn't, maybe that's a, a good time and point to uh, have a good accountability partner, uh, to put on parental uh, guides or whatever on the on the have your spouse put those parental uh what do you call it uh blocks there you go uh so you know you're not tempted to go into those areas because sometimes you know particularly if you got a job that 
and tells you to have to be on the computer. That way you're not tempted to, to go into an area you shouldn't be. And uh, so it helps to have those kind of accountability partners, you know, a good Christian uh, men to have good Christian uh, brothers uh, who may be more mature uh, to lean on, to talk to, as likewise with women, uh, who, who talk to those who may be more mature in the faith uh, to help them in those weak areas as well. And so, you know, there's areas that we have to be very, very careful on. And, uh, you know, uh, depression, I think anxiety is some of those temptations that the devil wants us to dive into that I think is most prevalent among a lot of Christians. And when you're allowing depression, anxiety to rule and control your life, then you're showing a lack of faith. And you're not trusting God to help you overcome those areas of sadness and anxiety and what you know that you're trying to deal with it on your own and that's why you've got to pray for the lord to help you to strengthen you to encourage you uh to uh to not go into that area of life uh that you know is so easy to go into but because you know we're stressed out a lot and we're dealing with death and we're dealing with loss and it's so easy to focus on those areas instead of focusing you know instead of focusing on the problem focusing on the problem solver you know if you have a problem with pornography you know sit there you know, and pray lord help me not to view women as sexual objects but as mothers and wives and daughters that they are because you know, that is somebody's uh, uh, daughter that is somebody's sister that is some you know could be somebody's mother could be you know you want to you know uh, pray that you have that view proper view of ladies and it does distort uh, the proper use of sex and marriage and and how God ordained that and uh, you know so you know and in particular with depression you're focusing on sadness you're focusing on your loss instead of focusing on Jesus Christ the life giver the one who can help ease that pain now, I'm not saying that when you're dealing with loss that you shouldn't you know that you should never feel pain or you should never cry I'm not saying that at all uh, you know it's okay to cry Jesus wept it's okay to be sad it's okay to miss that individual I'm not saying that but if that's all your day is consumed with 24 hours seven days a week you're just consumed with that that's the problem that there's a divide between you and the Lord that's when you're going to have to really purposely wake up every day and say Lord I'm not focusing on the pain I'm not focusing on loss I'm going to focus on you instead of focusing on loss I'm going to focus on uh, praise God the time I had with this individual I'm going to focus on the laughter and I'm not going to focus on that one day of loss uh, you know instead of anxiety and, and trying to be tore all to pieces and wringing my hands over what I can't control uh, then I want to give it over to you Lord the one who is in control of all things you see what I'm saying is that you have to focus on the right areas in order to avoid those pitfalls that come so easily to so many. And, and like I said, it, every, everybody's tempted. There's nobody perfect. I mean, I know that you see, uh, you know, very spiritually mature individuals out there and you think, man, I wish I could be like them. And, you know, they, they don't ever lose their temper. They don't say they ever give in to temptation. Hey, there's only one perfect person ever walked this earth, and that's Jesus Christ. So everybody is sin-filled. There's none righteous, no, not one. See, that, that's, that's those kind of attitudes that keep people out of church. They think, well, gosh, I'm not good enough. I, you know, I can't ever be like this person, or I can't be like that individual, so I'm not even going to bother to try. Or, or I'll, once I get myself straightened out, I'll try to go to church. And, and you'll never go because you'll never reach a level you think that you're straightened out enough to go. That's why I get so angry and so mad at uh, churches who have turned people away because the way they look, I, I, I'll never understand that. And I, I don't think you see that as much today as you did uh, back uh, probably 30 years ago. But I know when Dad first started the church, we'd get that a lot. But now you have the, uh, <laughs> I get tickled, uh, they have their traditional service and then they have a more uh, laid back service. In other words, 
the suit and tie people don't want to be associated with the t-shirt and jean people. <laughs> so they want to make sure they have, have their uh, contemporary service divided away from their uh, traditional service. But, uh, you know, so you don't see that as much today as you used to. But there was a point in time when that was, we did have people literally come to our church because of the way they looked. And I will never, ever, ever understand that at all. And, uh, you know, I don't, you know, everybody's welcome to our church. I don't care what you know, your lifestyle, what you're going through. That's where you need to be. I mean, but don't think it's going to be what the message is going to be sugarcoated. You're not going to hear the truth and you're going to hear stuff you may not like. You may hear stuff that I say every morning you may not like. You may not like my political views. You may not like my theology. You may not, you know, uh, so be it. But I'm going to preach and teach what I feel the Lord has laid on my heart. And as long as I'm staying uh, true to the gospel, what God's word says, then uh, I have no apologies. But now if I'm running way off course on something, then yeah, that needs to be called out. But, uh, but so my friends, I think a lot of times when we're uh, battling temptation, it goes back to feeling that we are the only ones. I feel we feel like we're the only ones going through that very situation. We're the only ones dealing with whatever it is that we're, we're battling on that day. And that's why I was trying. That's what I was trying to talk about on Sunday morning, is that we need that encouragement from like-minded believers. It's important to be in church. We need that encouragement to realize that we are not alone. It, it's so see that's a trap of the devil. He wants you to make you feel like you are the only person going through that. You know, it's kind of like a kid that says nobody loves me. You know, and so the parent can look at that kid and say, "Now is that a true statement?" You know, because they might have gotten in trouble or they might be punished. And nobody loves me. Now, is that a true statement? Now, does it your mother love you? Well, yeah. Well, don't your father love you? Well, yeah. Don't your sister love you? Well, yeah. Then, then that's not a true statement that nobody loves you. Is that right? Well, I just feel like everybody's coming down on top of me. Well, that doesn't mean that we don't love you. It means that, uh, you know, you've done something wrong. You have to deal with the consequences of that action, but we still love you, you know. And I think that's the, the uh, attitude of a lot of Christians sometimes. Well, I'm the only one going through this, and God doesn't love me, and why is this happening? You know, if you think about it deep down, we act, Christians act a lot like toddlers. You know, we kick and scream and moan. We don't get our way. If God doesn't answer a prayer the way we want, if life is getting a little too tough, what do we do? We, we might as well just hit the floor and kick and scream and throw us a little hissy fit. And uh, don't think I'm above that because I'll throw many a hissy fit. You know, <laughs> the washer wasn't working the other day, and uh, I was about ready to just throw it through the window. I said, man, we haven't had it that long. But I, I, saw, I told Brandy, I said, I don't understand. I said, these people had washers and dryers for 30 years. I feel like we're going to replace one every time I turn around. My little smart Alex, she goes over there and says, you have to hold the button down for three seconds to reset it. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, uh, another worse when your wife has to show you up, a smart Alex. But anyway, so, you know, don't think that I'm above uh, throwing the hissy fits as well. But we have to understand that God's in control. And we're being tempted. If we really earnestly try and say no to that temptation, God will provide a way of that escape. And that's why you're going to have to give that over to the Lord, give those weaknesses over to God, pull on the full armor of God, and be ready for the battle. And the only way you're going to be strong enough to overcome those temptations is staying in the Word daily, staying in prayer, possibly having an accountability partner, seeking Christian counseling. You know, there's, there's a lot of areas that you, if you really want to overcome, there are resources and ways to overcome that. And you, it's not to say that you, you know, that you may, you know, the rest of your life you may still have to battle that. You know, there are homosexuals who have come out of that lifestyle, who have gotten saved, who have gotten married and had children. It's not to say that they're not still tempted uh, in that area 
but they've given that over to God and they have found resources and ways to try to fight and battle and overcome that. See, that's what the world society didn't want you to know. They said they want to say that you're born that way. And uh, they don't want to know about all these uh, uh, different associations and, and places that uh, there's uh, full of uh, uh, Christians who have come out of that lifestyle choice. Now, see, it's a choice. You're not born that way. If you're born that way, then you can't go from gay to bi to straight and back and forth. You see that all the time. Uh, you know, it, it is a lifestyle choice. And you can choose to have sex or not. You can abstain. You know, that's what I've said before. And I know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but, um, uh, you know, on the humorous side, you know, a little bit. But there's a lot of truth in that. I've never read one single case where anybody died from a lack of sex. So, you know, you can choose what you do and don't do. So don't hand me that baloney that you're born that way. There's no scientific proof of that. It's just bogus bull to justify what they know is wrong. And so that's just the problem. With our sins, we can all justify it. Well, if I hadn't been in this situation, well, you didn't understand what happened to me. Well, you don't know, you know, it's so easy. You know, well, it could have been worse. I didn't kill nobody. I mean, you know, we always have these ways to justify to try to make ourselves feel a little better. We have to remember that sin is horrible. Sin is abhorrent and disgusting in the eyes of God. And we need to be just as disgusted and sickened by sin as God is. And that's why we have to search those areas out in our lives and ask God to strengthen us, to encourage us, to help us to endure and to persevere. So when that, those times hit, when those battles come, and those arrows are flying, you can put up that shield of faith, start fighting with the sword of the Spirit. And, and with that full armor of God to keep advancing, to put, keep pushing forward. There's going to be times you get knocked down on your fanny, and you're going to wish, boy, I just want to give up. I'm tired of the fight. Hey, join the club. There's a lot of us tired of the fight. But that's why we have to pick ourselves up and keep going forward. One day we'll be rewarded, and one day we won't have to endure this mess anymore. And we can spend all of eternity in heaven. There's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more struggle. But until then, my friends, we got to... Uh, keep on keeping on, like my grandfather always used to say. He said, uh, pour yourselves up by your bootstraps and keep on going. Another saying that we said and never really got too well is uh, uh, take it slow and easy like a hog uh, chewing on an iron wedge. So uh, have, if that applies to you, then have at it. <laughs> so anyway so uh keep on my friends and uh if things get too tough uh, just put your hand in the nail scarred hand and he'll get you through it remember he's on your side he's not waiting for you to fail all right i think that's all probably i think they're thinking that god's out there waiting for them to fail god's god's there to encourage us god's there to help us god's there to strengthen us so god's ain't out to get you so uh, remember that keep that in mind when you mess up and you're going to just realize you're forgiven and that you are loved and nothing's going to change that. But you got to keep your faith in the Lord and quit trying to do things on your own and give it over to God who's in control of all things. Let us pray, my friends. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thanks so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord, help us every day to endure and to persevere. Help us not to give in to temptation. Lord, we know the old devil makes plenty of opportunities to mess up. And Lord, help us to overcome, help us to be victorious. Help us to keep our faith in you. Lord, help us to endure the fight and keep advancing and keep pushing forward. Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray you be with each and every one of my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning. Lord, help them to be victorious in their lives and their battles and what they're dealing with and what they're going through. Strengthen them and encourage them. Lord, be with them as they're going out and coming in. Keep them safe and well. Be with my wife and kids who are going to school and work and out and about. Keep them safe and well. 
Lord, I do pray and for all. There's so many people, Lord, needing prayer, whether it's COVID, loss of a uh, family member, uh, whatever it may be, Lord. You know the heart. You know the mind. You know, Lord, uh, I just pray that your will be done in every situation. Lord, I pray to be with Ron Thompson and Ginger Hood and, uh, Lord, so many of our uh, dear, wonderful uh, brothers and sisters of Christ at the church. Lord, be with us. Helps to serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate you guys and gals for tuning in this morning, and I hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, say it with me, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.